Chapter 2 Chemo dozed fitfully on the ledge. He was afraid he'd roll off into the lagoon and alert the canoe guard of his presence. He hadn't come up with any new ideas about what he was going to do. As the moon marched steadily across the star-studded sky, his spirits became lower and lower. Finally, he made a decision. Oh, great spirit, you have kept me safe this far. Please go with me as I try to find something to eat and drink. I will try to steal my talisman from my family's hut, guard me, and keep my family asleep. Completing his prayer under his breath, Chemo began to climb the cliff vines again as silently as he could. The moon had almost reached its midpoint in the night sky when he finally reached the top of the cliff. He carefully worked his way over the top and lay on the grass at the edge of the path. He only waited long enough to see if the canoe guard had heard him or seen him climbing. He'd been in the cliff's shadow as he climbed, so he didn't think the guard could see the movement of the vines. Now on top of the cliff, however, he had to be careful he didn't cast a silhouette in front of the moon that would be clearly visible. To avoid such discovery, he crawled along the path on his stomach and into the dense bushes on the other side. Only when he was at least a body length beyond the edge of the path did he stand quietly and listen. All he heard was the usual muffled sound of the surf off to his left and the occasional call of a nightbird. He cautiously began moving toward the village, keeping hidden in the growth along his path. Kimo reached the first of the village huts without raising any alarms. He stopped to think of which huts had animals nearby, especially dogs. He circled through the trees and shrubs along the village so that he could approach his family's hut from the shelter of the banana and palm trees. As he moved quietly along, he picked a few bananas from the trees he passed. They were mostly green, but he ate them anyway. When he came to the garden behind a kamu's hut, he crawled into it and took some of the yuhi, or yams. He brushed the dirt off them after he had crawled back into the brush. Even though the yuhi were tough and hard to eat, they tasted good to Kimo, and he spent several minutes eating two large ones. Then he crawled to the stream that flowed through the village and took a long drink of the cool water. With this he felt much better. It only took him a few moments to reach his family's hut. He crawled to the edge of the bushes and watched to see if it was being watched by anyone. He watched the moon through the palm leaves and decided that if no one was visible by the time the moon had passed to the other side of the palm tree he was watching, he would sneak into the hut and retrieve his talisman and knife. A cool night breeze ruffled the leaves around him as he watched the clearing around his family's hut. The moon moved steadily along and soon was at his predetermined mark. Kimo took one last look around the clearing and silently ran to the hut. He listened against the woven wall of the hut and only heard the steady breathing of his family asleep. Kimo had snuck in and out of his hut many times at night when he wanted to go explore or watch the night fishermen in their canoes. He had unwoven a short section of wall at the head of his kapamat bed. He quickly unhooked the secret latch he had woven into the wall to hold it into place, and slipped inside, pulling the corner of wall matting back into place. He sat quietly, 
waiting to see if anyone would wake up. No one stirred. He reached up where his talisman usually hung above his bed and found it was gone. He knew instantly that something was wrong, but before he could react, the entire hut was bathed in light. Surrounding the hut, looking in the windows and standing in the doorway were over twenty warriors, each holding a lighted coconut oil lantern in one hand and a spear in the other. Kimo heard crying and saw his mother, Moana, sitting on her kappa mat, softly crying behind her hands. His father, Honua, was sitting beside her looking grief-stricken, saying nothing. Uila, his brother, and Yua and Lani, his sisters, were not in the hut. Kimo had walked into a trap. "'Come with us, blasphemer!' The two warriors at the door stepped aside to allow the village...